What's up, everyone? This is Sarah G, and it is a whole new episode of Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. So on this week's episode, this week's Monday Mood, it's going to be Jordan Cray. You can follow him on TikTok and on Instagram. And I just wanted to shout him out because he gives such a good, deep insight look to things that we don't always think about when we're looking at celebrities. And he also goes super deep dive in a way that also doesn't completely shame one person or the next. He's very much, you know what side he's on more, but at the same time, he will be way more unbiased than a lot of other people that you find on these internet, TMZ, E! News, all those things that, again, I really enjoy. But it's really refreshing, actually, to see that take. I hope to email him and get him on as a guest as well sometime because I find all his ways of thinking and getting out the information is just so interesting and very um, just clear, which is something that you don't find a lot these days. So, yeah, I give him a shout out. I give him a follow. And please, if you are someone who might have might have left a really bad trolley comment on one of his recent videos regarding Selena Gomez and Francia Rezia, I think you should apologize because here's the thing. I mean, I understand wanting to defend certain things and, yes, going up. But when I watched those videos... I personally, being a Selena fan, a huge Selena fan, I don't think he was really trying to paint her as the villainous in that picture and or whatever. But again, you do you. And I just meant that I understand over apologizing as a people pleaser, working through her own anxiety, ADHD issues. I by no means want people like over apologizing for things that you don't have to apologize for. But I do think in this specific situation that if someone's listening and might be feeling bad, they could just message him and maybe work something out. But either way, I don't think he cares too much. But I just think that he doesn't deserve certain threats that were made towards him. So as we move on from that, uh, I will be talking a lot about Thor this week. Why? Because Thor, Love and Thunder, I saw Thursday, July 14th. And I wasn't, again, expecting to like it. And as life would have it, I like it over what my dad and brother. My dad liked it. I loved it. And my brother loves Ragnarok the best. And I think my other brother would like it the best. Here's the thing. It's too action-y, multi-dimensional. My mom thought she might like it if she went to see it. But here's the thing. I don't personally like sci-fi. So people think like I do because I like, but I like the action that goes along with it and maybe a little bit the sci-fi, but I'm not as into it. And again, maybe now that they're adding more strong-willed independent female characters, like they have that did it for me more, but I thought it was an easy to understand movie, and I just highly recommend it, especially for 12 and up girls, like I would say 12 to 14 especially. If you're younger, definitely don't go and see it. I just want to say that 
Christian Bale does fantastic as the villain. And yes, it is one of those films where you have those amazing actors whose kids have actually just been taking acting classes, etc., who have been extras or getting a role. And you know what? Watching all those kids, I couldn't pick out which ones were the kids till you know you do the deep dive search. All of them did very good. I am not going to bash on any of them because they did very well. And I think we have this like, because I don't disagree with a lot of nepotism that goes on and a lot of the influencer kind of acting that goes on. But I will say once again, Maude Apatow is very good. And I just, as long as you do work and put it in, I can feel bad, like, again, that you could lose roles to some of these kids, but if they've been training and working hard, I don't see too much of an issue. And I've learned that along the way, and with one of my acting coaches, she talked about that on and got it from my mama podcast episode last year, and I think that that's really helped actually how my thinking goes along with it. Of course, my Dad and brother don't really want to hear my logic behind it, but I do think it's very good. And these kids seem to actually have a pretty good balance, it would seem. I'm not saying, because again, you never know, but I mean, they're not on social media. They don't have social media pages by themselves. They don't have like the social media run by mom, dad. They appear in pictures from set that their parents took but they actually don't post too much. So I kind of have to be like, "Hmm, whatever. I'm not saying, and with how our universe and our world is moving, especially with social media, I think that it's just a delicate balance. And yes, Mom Uncharted and her group definitely have been changing a lot of the ways of thinking. But I'd say as far as celeb kids, like you kind of know of these kids' names, but you don't really know and you don't see a lot of them that you couldn't really, at least in my mind, I don't think people could pick them out or whatever. Like, I think they're very well done the way that these parents, at least Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth, Eliza Pateki, his wife, or Elsa Pataki. She's actually, I when I studied abroad in Madrid, she was one of the big ones talked about because no, 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 it, not in... It's not Chris Hemsworth that is the star of the show in Madrid. It is Elsa. So just thought I'd say that. But I think most people kind of knew that already. But I do just like that it's a little bit more of a community family kind of thing. And, oh, I'm not a big fan of Chris Pratt at all. I could not watch his scenes without getting the ick anymore. Like, people can say whatever, but I've started to really not like him his downfall happened right in 2015. Like, he got, like, you want to love him so much as Andy, and April and Andy are just forever, but it's just so, and I mean, I get it, that's where, you know, the acting versus the person, but I feel like he was more like that before he got in the Marvel, and then before he married the Schwarzenegger daughter. Like, there was just a lot that went on, and I agree with a lot of people's statements, just with how he's behaving is disgusting. But when I got the opportunity to choose between seeing 
Top Gun Maverick, which I talked about recently. I really don't want to support Tom Cruise at all. And a problem is, though, again, I grew up watching a lot of those movies with my dad and my brothers, and it's kind of just shaped me with some of that filmmaking and really good films. It just sucks because I don't want to support him at all. And when I was giving that option... My dad's like, well, you might want to see it in theaters, and it's just so hard, and it's unfortunate even with a subscription, you're still, if you go and watch it, you're still supporting him technically, and all the stuff that he's done is just, yeah, you can do a deep dive. I'm not going to deal with it like it right now, but it's just really frustrating because you want to see that long-awaited sequel, but you also don't want to support that person. And I know there probably will be comments about this, like, why does it matter? But it just, it does. And so moving on from that, I'm going to be talking about a lot of my TikToks that I've been making lately because I love acting more and just being creative and artistic. But what really seemed to work, which I've loved doing though, because I love, again, like I've mentioned multiple times and that I keep doing all the time, basically it's just reacting to old TV shows. And I think a lot of people kind of do that. And I think I've mentioned that so, so many times that to the point where people I would think are sick of hearing about my reactions, but they do well. And I want to encourage people to still do the creative drive in the juices, but have some fun too, because like they don't need to be so well thought out. I want to put on a great big production like of everything, as you can see. But you also have to realize that there's nothing we really know what we're doing. It's just like always a bunch of luck. I was in my voiceover class the other day and people were asking about reels and what should we be doing on TikTok and so on and so forth. And I really appreciate what my voiceover teacher, I do Bloombox Studios, as I've mentioned a few times. I really loved how it's just very much get in the sandbox and play. Like I said, uh, I've been fortunate to watch and listen to a bunch of our growing up voiceover golden era whatever you may have and I just I can't believe how much I've learned with how the setup is as well because the setup is a little different than some other ones but just the fact that it's always go and just play I love that I love that I stay that in my head all the time so right now, I'm really struggling with the idea of, well, what would I do? What would I say? I'm trying to figure out all the things again with my own little in-home at studio. I'm trying to remember all the right words for all the gear. And I love that it's not so boiled down, but it's also just a don't take things too seriously. You have a little more range and the funniest part is I did voice lessons when I was younger. I did them more, more for five years ongoing. And it was just so cool and interesting to see that I can do the same kind of warm-ups when I'm doing my voiceover that I did in voice for singing. And I think that's great. I also, though, want to say that I've noticed just the differences and different people's philosophies of teaching. And if you're someone who's just starting out, it's okay not to know everything. It's, again, okay not to believe everything that's being told to you, taught to you. 
some logic will be newer, some logic will be more older. There's things always evolving. And just know that you know yourself more than anyone else. Obviously, if people want to see you more in your acting, then that's where you have to keep coming from your life. And if your life isn't the way that they want you or think that you're going to live it or how they're trying to tell you to live it, then that's okay, too, because you live your life. And I think that it's just that there's so many there's so many different things getting thrown at us with society in general, not just this job. But I just want to emphasize that because I have been slowly, as I say, ping-ponging in my head what I'm doing, like how is this going to go my way. And I truly feel that, you know, again, manifestation, very Gen Z, but when I was watching, going back to the movie, when I was watching it, just the moments that you saw of everything will be okay, even though you can't quite promise that, like all the stress and anxiety drains you. And I'm not saying that because I suffer so much from a lot of this stuff. But I think that if anything, it taught me once again, just that even the superheroes don't know. They have a lot of strength. And but a lot of also stress and so on. It's very hard. I love, again, just having a little more relatable characters, at least in my shoes. So maybe the reason if I relate to it, my brothers aren't going to relate to it. And that's fine. I mean, not everything is made for everyone, obviously. It's just so, I think, exhausting when you're constantly being told the same thing when it and then, ironically, it's always everyone's unique and different. Everyone's unique. Everyone's just their own person. And that's good. It's good advice. But the way that it's always told is misleading or misguiding. Or when people say that you have to go out and do this, all this, so that you can be successful. Or you have to be a completely positive person. Here's the thing. You can be positive 90% of the time, it's okay not to always be, I just don't like some of these logic stuff that are going on, and it's making me just question a lot of stuff, which is good, and for anyone listening to it, this, I hope that you can at least think about that too, because at least in a, with how society is going right now, we've sometimes got to make our own choices, not just follow, which I get it. That's where a lot of other things go on. But I think that it's very confusing and very dysfunctional, unbalanced with a lot of things. Because, again, we can talk about all the issues that are arising in our capitalistic world and what we actually need to do to change it. And I completely agree when people say, do you want your 80-year-old grandpa running the country or 80-year-old grandma? love them, but no. And there's a lot of things going on. And I'm not even being ageist. I'm just saying we've had so many older people running this for so long that we have to consider some things. But yes, we also have to consider the options and so forth. That being said, I really hate a lot of the culture with wellness and health coach, body coach, mind coach, whatever. 
And again, I've mentioned life coaching and all of them are hit or miss. But what I don't appreciate is especially in like the East Coast world and the L.A., California world, which, again, maybe overgeneralizing it is that they could be people that are super anti-vax, super anti like medicine and stuff, but then go and say, well, I get Botox. I get those facial treatments. I need to keep my youth. And that's fine. But when you say you're so against chemicals, it's like, or you're so against like something reacting, like I get it, your body, your choice, but then you are the same people that go out of your way to vote on like the Roe v. Wade are being excited that it got um, dismissed and now we're living in the 1970s again. So that's just where my brain can't take it. And sometimes I don't really try to talk about it, but it's become so annoying and obnoxious that like we live in such a world of tiptoeing, which in a way you have to do that to keep the battlefield clean, clear, whatever. But I guess sometimes I feel like I would just rather cut out so that I don't feel like I don't have to worry about talking or letting my tongue slip or whatever. Yes, I'm a chatterbox and I get always these complaints against me and I try really hard not to. But here's the thing, whenever I'm around other people or whatever and I try to keep it in, etc., it's just really freaking annoying because no matter how much I do, certain people still do the same exact shit as me. But you don't see me complaining. You want to know why? Because I know how it feels to be stung. And even if people say to me, it's not meant to be a fucking big deal or this is not supposed to make you feel bad. I understand that, but don't tell me how I'm not, how I am and am not supposed to feel in that. This is how life is. No, 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 no. And don't tell me I'm too sensitive or too bitter or whatever. I'm so goddamn tired of that. I, you know, am doing, again, all this work on myself, which people can applaud. But here's the thing. I understand that I'm never going to be perfect. And, you know, like people say that, but then the same people get so defensive about it. And that's where I just don't know anymore where to go at life. And I keep trying to, again, like many people keep saying, apply for a job, work the thing, and nine to five might not be my style. But I also need to realize that trying to launch my life isn't easy because life isn't easy. But the problem I run into is that when family members try to give me advice, I never ask for their advice. They just straight up give it to you. Like there's so many family members that I'm just trying to say, or friends that just say that like what they want to tell you, even if you're, you personally said, nope, I don't want to talk about this. Or you try to put boundaries up. Nope, that doesn't work. And the more that I read into that psychological part, the more I realize that again, Gen Z and millennials are really working to break that cycle, the never-ending generational trauma cycle. Again, I've mentioned multiple times, I am Irish. My great-grandpa was born during a famine. And there were many famines before that. Like, there were famines from, like, the 1600s through the 1900s. And then there were wars and all this shit that was going on. Mothers, like, unwed mothers giving their babies up and... It's a mess. Like, if you look into that history, you go, holy shit. 
And it's always the joke of, no wonder my stomach is the way that it is. No wonder I'm the way that I am. And 90% of that's true. But the fact is that a recent study was done from the University of Northern Ireland that I found on TikTok, and I can send that link in the bio, where a professor was talking about all the counties have all these things in general. And yes, it's because the mothers were under stress. They were losing everything. And then when they were having the baby, that puts the baby and the fetus under stress. And then the future generations. I mean, all those generations obviously had a lot of issues. But I'm saying like the specific baby, like my great grandpa being born during that time, he probably had his DNA way different than maybe some others, or maybe not way different, but different enough that then it passed down to me in a very interesting way. And I don't, again, I'm not a psychologist. I just do some research. I am by no means an expert. I will never tell you what to do because I am not an expert. I want to clarify that because whenever I see things that are alarming on false information, misinformation, experts. It's just that there's not a lot of stuff gauged. And I want to believe so many things are good. And I've read all the red flag, green flags, all this research. And I don't have to believe everything that everyone says. But again, I go back to, I like when real experts break it down what you should look for because they don't want you to fall into those traps. Like the influencers, there was a a very good fitness coach who is actually knows her science, knows everything. She got messaged by an influencer about how she was only eating like 500 to 700 calories and people were calling her body girls, even though the whole disordered eating thing always makes me nuts. And like these inspirational quotes, it's just that it really bothers me because I also see the really good professionals getting attacked. And I will admit, I probably when I seen some dietitians that make me wonder what's going on, really, I go to some of the other ones. But over time, I've learned that all of them actually have the same kind of Some of them don't specialize in other things, and that's why they're talking about certain things. But what you will notice is that a lot of them don't agree with diet cultures, the ones that I follow. And I've personally been, have I been completely healed? No, but have I been healed enough where I'm actually less stressed and enjoying life more? Yeah. Aside from being on all my things for getting my health under control, yeah. It is not a shame to be medicated or to, like, drop all food rules. We live in a society where we think the cycle, the cycle, the cycle, this is the one right way to do it. And what I can really appreciate about these doctors, these dietitians, these food scientists, they're speaking out against it. They're even showing, like, different things that are not on rats versus humans versus this and that. And... It just makes me so happy because even they, they say run more from integrative, but they also have still sometimes green flags. Some of them do a lot of the alternative. They just teach you the mindfulness behind it, not just to go to everyone and not just to listen to everyone. And I think that that is good. Again, I just have been 
really changing my mindset, I think, for the past year plus to where I think my mind's gotten so much healthier when I've implemented a lot of these. But I will not force positivity onto myself like people are trying to do every damn day. Because if they did that, then then actually I think it makes you more unhappy. When people say we want light, we want positivity, we want all this stuff. Do you know again, once again, how toxic that can be and how mind-numbing and how ruthless your whole body feels like a failure, like you feel burnt out and you don't feel, it's the imposter syndrome, you don't feel great, you feel sick as hell and you just want to throw up. And I know people are going to be like, Sarah, that's the most disgusting thing to describe, but that's how I'm saying it's so fucking disgusting how pushy and how, like, Here's the thing. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to all have all this stuff. I talked to my therapist the other day about this. I'm like, am I ever going to be like, you know, fully, fully happy, fully, fully cured? Here's the thing. When you have mental illness, you can be stable and you can be happy, but you're predisposed. I have no shame, again, talking about the fact that I have major depressive disorder. I do. I'm on the more higher functioning, whatever, and people can say that they hate that stuff. I completely agree. Or lower need. I don't know what the functioning things really entitle, honestly. I just meant that I seem way more put together, but I still go through all these episodes, and if it wasn't probably for my ADHD and my anxiety about, like, you know, like, I've said this multiple times about being, like, clean, and I just think it would be different, and everybody's from, but I don't think you should judge anyone that's going through any of it, and I don't think that you should be pushing this be positive, be happy all the time mindset. I really love it when creators get real big and personal and share some of the struggles they're going with. Now, I do believe some things should be privatized, but what I mean is that I love seeing that the authenticity. I can usually tell authentic versus fake reviews, and that's where I always find that, you know, like I said, that balance is so hard to find and understand, but that's kind of how it is and where I feel. And if you are someone who's thinking about pursuing any of those acting and any of those voiceovers, just know you can decide more. And it's kind of like life. You can decide it when you're had enough or when you need to step away. It's okay. And I know that people say it's okay, but then they also say you're not invested enough. So it's just so, I think where my brain gets at where it's like constantly I'm just listening and doing these things and I'm super happy with my own progress, but it makes me think about, I used to take this in high school, freshman year, I've mentioned probably before TLC, it's where they used to say no OPOs and it's other people's opinions, but our whole society is based off of that. And I sit in class, some class, sometimes classes, sometimes or life. Sometimes I just sit, 
I sit sometimes and start pondering this once again as I keep reiterating redundancy. It's just that I want to get the point across crystal clear because I personally have been taking notes on my own things of what, you know, personal comfortability, comfortability is. And I just want people to know making the choices that benefit you is not selfish. There's a difference as I keep learning about all those like selfish narcissistic things. But as again, the people pleasing You have to learn that it's not selfish because sometimes it does matter about your own health. And with all the little building blocks that I've hit, I've started to finally do that more. And I just wanted to close this week's episode on that tender note because it's so important. And I think things have been going on so much running through my head and watching all these different comedies, dramas, film. And yes, it does have real life aspects, which is again, kind of how the not, it's not method acting because I just have noticed that as well. But again, I don't know exactly when it means because everyone be like, you're acting all the time because you're human. And I kind of get that too. But I think the biggest takeaway from Thor, Love, and Thunder is that you should choose love. You should choose the good. And I know that's easier said than done, but watching it all through, you kind of get the message. And not by just kind of, but you never really know what direction it is going to go. It's really one of those. People could say it's predictable, but I think that the underlying message you should really pay attention to especially by the end. I'm not going to give away too much, but I just think it was beautifully done. Another film that I think has actually kind of done that was the Logan film from X-Men. Maybe I'm overthinking all of this and putting too much psychological effect into it, but that's how I have found some joy and little snips of life with it. Um, Before we close down... Be sure to follow me on TikTok at Gen Z Gab Podcast, my Patreon page, and my Instagram. Also, please listen to the new Beauty School Dropout single slash music video. They're releasing a whole album coming in August, but it's called We Made Plans and God Laughed, and I think that is the biggest story of my life. So if you... Have some time to check that out. Go for it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hit the subscribe button and we will gab soon. All right. Bye, guys.